Hey man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah man, well turn it up man! This is Rock News Weekly. Every week we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. All right, it's time for another episode of the Rock News Weekly Podcast. Chris here inside the studios today on actually Easter Sunday. Uh, Today, Season 3, Episode number 13, week of April 5th, as you guys are hearing it on Monday. Charles joining us as well. What's going on, man? Bonjour. Comment ça va? Thank you for joining us on Easter Sunday, dude. I appreciate it. Gracias. Uh, And thank all of you uh, for tuning in every week for all your rock news. Rocknewsweekly.com. If you found us another way, check out our main website. Give us a like and a follow on our Instagram, instagram.com slash rocknewsweekly uh, for our weekly updates. Uh, And this week's topics, we got lots of cool things to talk about, including... The virtual Little Kids Rock Benefit event that's coming up featuring tons of great musicians. We'll talk about what that's all uh, involving and who's involved in that. Uh, Bonnaroo sets new dates for 2021. Okay. So we'll uh, look at that lineup for Bonnaroo. Garbage to release their new album this June. We have some details on that. Phil Anselmo and the Illegals cover Pantera tracks in a live stream coming up this Friday. Nope. Soundgarden suing Vicky Cornell for locking them out of social media and websites for the band. Uh, uh, another chapter in that uh, that we're going to talk about as well. <laughs> Plus this week in music history trivia, this week's new releases and more. As I mentioned, it's all up at rocknewsweekly.com and on our Instagram at rocknewsweekly. Uh, new albums that came out this past Friday, April 2nd. Uh, new albums out from Alan Vega, mm. Demi Lovato, Dry Cleaning, Flock of Dimes, Godspeed, You Black Emperor, Riley Walker, The Fratellis, and The Natural. Oh, dude, The Fratellis, like out of the Goonies? Is that what it is? That's it, The oh, Fratellis. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 that's right. Bullet Holes, uh, ORV. Yeah, so there you go. Their album's called Half Drunk Under a Full Moon. So, that's uh, cool. New albums out this week and coming up this Friday. Phil Anselmo doing a bunch of Pantera tracks, uh, streaming live this Friday, April 9th. Uh, For more info, you can check it out, illegalslive.com. It's a vulgar display of Pantera featuring King Parrot as the opening act this Friday, April 9th, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, We are giving away tickets on our uh, radio station, 105.7 The Bear. So if you tune in this week at 1057thebear.com and you call in at the top of the 11 a.m. hour at uh, Pacific Standard Time, you can win some tickets, all right? So check it out. That's cool. He's got uh, a mouth for war. <laughs> that's right, mouth for war. Great track. He uses it for what it's for. That's right. Uh, Foo Fighters, look at this. Here's the Foo oh. Fighters. Bonnaroo lineup. Bonnaroo normally. Wow, look at all that. Whoa. Bonnaroo is normally first week of June. Whoa. And we'd be seeing this lineup probably way earlier than we have. But now... It is the first week of September, and I believe that's Labor Day weekend. Wow, look at that lineup. Oh, my God. So what are some of the ones that stand out for you? 
Oh, so right off the bat, uh, run the jewels. Uh, death know, tones. Right? Run the jewels and death tones on the same day. Oh my god. Uh, Primus. Primus run the jewels and the death tones on the same day with Foo Fighters. That is that's crazy. That would just be mind blowing to see that. that that's lineup. just on Friday. That's just on Friday. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what a way to kick off the festival. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and then there's some other ones on, the, on there. It's something for everybody. You know how Bonnaroo is, guys. It's it's one of those festivals. I think it's one of the best festivals that the United States has to offer in terms of variety. It's a shining star of what oh, we yeah. have to offer. You know, I think it's it's always something that's unique. And, yeah. um, you know, compared to a lot of other kind of cookie-cutter festivals. And sadly, I think Aftershock and some of those other rock festivals that we get fall into that category a lot of the times. So yeah. They're yeah. very predictable. It's all kind of the same uh, genre for the most part. Yeah. But what I love about Bonnaroo is there's something for everybody here. We got Tyler, the creator, headlining on Sunday, which is oh, yeah. pretty amazing for an independent hip-hop musician to be doing that. Uh, also, Dead Mouse. Yeah. It looks like the return of Dead Mouse, uh, as he is going to be playing Bonnaroo on Sunday night as well. Wow. Uh, and then we got everything from My Morning Jacket, Jason Isbell and the 500 unit, Incubus, uh, Foo Fighters, as we mentioned, Run the Jewels, Deftones, lots of things to offer there. Yeah. Uh, and it's all happening September uh, 2nd through the 5th. It uh, looks like Labor Day weekend. Nice. They also have a, they also, uh, if you see that, it says the weather station. The weather station, yeah. okay. So right. for, for a full 30 minutes, it's just the weather station. Uh, nice and sunny outside. Yeah. Uh, 52 with, nice a low, with a low 33 here. <laughs> nice little music break. Don't forget, uh, zip up your tents, campus. Uh, that morning dew could be coming in there about 3 a.m. Oh, nice. Might He's have a little bit of fog yeah. rolling in, uh, so be safe uh, if you guys are heading out early on the roadways. Look, we got a DJ over here. Is you got you got that weather station voice, man. That's perfect. My weather my weather face station voice would be like uh like Waganathon's nephew. Like it's sunny seventy degrees outside today. That's also very enjoyable. Easy on the ears. And it looks like it's Bonnaroo's twentieth anniversary too, which is pretty cool. I remember cool. hearing about Bonnaroo in two thousand one. That was my senior year in high school. Oh. And it was the first big music festival that I heard of, uh, Bonnaroo. Oh, I feel we so didn't, old. I know, and we didn't have big festivals back then, and I remember it was kind of a fabled fabled thing. It was like, oh, wow, Bonnaroo, and there was like, you know, Les Claypool, he wasn't in Primus at the time. It was his Fearless Flying Frog Brigade yep. and a bunch of cool stuff, and I was like, man, I'd love to be able to see a show like that. And uh, now it's become kind of the gold standard of one of the shining star festivals of the U.S. So, oh, 20 years ago it was nothing, dude. Um, if you look, go up a little bit. What's that on the um, lineup on, on Friday? Yeah, at the very bottom there, there's it. There's one dude. I've actually been listening to this dude lately. Uh, Modu Mokhtar. Um, at the very bottom, he's awesome. He's like, um, like, like India's or like, I think I think he might be from India, but he's like a little Hendrix. Oh really? Yeah, it's, it's just totally it's totally awesome, man. He like I read this article in Rolling Stone about him. He like made his own guitar out of like bike parts. Oh wow, that's and, like, awesome. Wires, and now he just jam dude like totally shreds. Awesome. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll yeah. You guys got to check him out. Very cool. And uh, Bonnaroo's of course. Uh, I think Bonner just Bonnaroo.com uh, for more info on that. Uh, here's a kind of a rock fest that's happening uh, in Caddo, Wisconsin. Oh. July 15th through the 17th, uh, and this is one of the ones that is going through kind of early. This one's yeah. in July. Wow. And that's why I wanted to mention it, and it seems like it's one of the first ones that's happening this summer. 
Um, the lineup isn't all that great, but it's it's okay. Kind of like what you were saying, kind of uh, cookie yeah. cutter in a, in a way. Uh, but we do have Rob Zombie, which is pretty cool. He's got a new badass album. I'd like to see his new stage show, and I'm yeah. sure he's got some cool stuff going on there. He's headlining Friday along with Stain, Theory of a Dead Man, Steel Panther, St. Asonia, Fozzie, Blacktop Mojo, Carnifex, Fire from the Gods. That's Friday. Then we got Limp Biscuit, dude. On the same day, making of Limp, a big comeback. Limp Biscuit, same day. If you look all the way, the Fool Fighters. The f- what? The Fool Fighters. Oh yeah. Oh my God. What oh is that? Oh my God. It must be a Foo Fighters cover band. I know, right? Horrible. Um, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg, though. Kind of, uh, you know, he's going to be there on Friday, I think, or Saturday. What is it? Oh, so that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh. Yeah, he's going to be there Friday. Okay. Snoop Dogg. We got Corn and Danzig. On Saturday night, ooh, that's ooh. a kind of a crazy ooh. lineup there, huh? Uh, <laughs> I can. Oh, yeah, that's actually pretty cool, right? Didn't you see Danzig recently? And they he, they were he awesome? was he. Well, I saw um, the Misfits. Oh, you saw Misfits, the yeah. original Misfits. Yeah. That was great. I don't yeah. know about Danzig solo, but seeing Danzig up there, he was in great shape and his voice sounded great. Glenn Danzig, so, yeah. Yeah, so I imagine when you see his show, it's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah. And, he, and from what I understand, when he does the solo stuff, he does all the kind of the major tracks from the Misfits as well as, as his originals. Oh, cool. So I imagine that'd be a pretty good show. Yeah, absolutely. So check it out, uh, Wisconsin uh, listeners. I mean, that's right up your alley. Rock Fest, July 15th through the 17th. Check it out. Uh, Beartooth, Motionless and White. They got a tour that they announced. It's called uh, with another band called Stray from the Path. It's called the Below Tour, oh. and it's coming to Europe and the UK next year. And it's kicking off on my birthday, February fourth. So oh, cool. there you go. Check it out. Twenty twenty two. Beartooth's new album is coming out June twenty fifth. They said they had to basically kind of delay the plans for the tour. They couldn't pull it off in the UK. Yeah. It seems like the UK is lagging a little bit uh, in terms of. Yep getting shows on and stuff and making sure they're all safe and that's all good and well so yeah all the covid strains that kind of were yeah there was the there, variants yeah. and stuff that yep. popped up over there right they were having a little more trouble than we were in the states um all right so look at this with elton john revealing he's teamed up with metallica and gorillas Ooh. for an unspecified collaboration according to ultimate classic rock he spoke about his recent recording plans while chatting on his apple music one show called rocket hour i didn't know he had one uh, me neither that's kind of cool maybe check it out yeah uh, it's called rocket hour and he's talking that's about awesome. it he says quote i've just done something with metallica during this lockdown period i've been working with gorillas and people like that yeah i haven't been doing any elton stuff but i've been doing great stuff with other people oh and i love quote. that i'm 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 really actually looking forward to that I mean, elton john metallica and gorillas that's well just, that's and amazing. we're playing a track on the bear right now that has elton john on the aussie uh, uh track it's oh, no an way aussie and elton john track it's called ordinary ordinary man and it's the title track from aussie's new solo album oh and it's, it's a slower song, and there's piano in it, and it sounds kind of cool. It's like a ballad, and Ozzy's kind of singing along with Elton, and it's it's kind of actually interesting. It's oh, really that's neat. awesome. Yeah, so it seems like he's been in that kind of collaborative mood. Oh, yeah, two music greats. That's cool. Yeah, Different genres right? just clashing. That's awesome. So check this out. Uh, Garbage, new album coming out from Garbage. Okay. And uh, it's first in four or five years for them, and it's their seventh studio album. And it's called No Gods, No Masters, coming out June 11th. The record's debut single, The Men Who Rule the World, and its accompanying mixed media video are out now. You can check it out on Garbage Social Media. Uh, Lead singer Shirley Manson said about the whole deal, quote, 
This is our seventh record, the sig significant numerology of which affected the DNA of its content. Huh. The seven virtues, the seven sorrows, and the seven deadly sins. It was our way of trying to make sense of how effing nuts the world is right now and the astounding chaos we find ourselves mm. in. It's the record we felt we had to make at this time. That's quote. cool. That's really cool. So what you do know, you think of that? Well, fun fact about Shirley Manson, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but she has like a special condition. Um, she's only happy when it rains. <laughs> right. It's and very strange. It's very strange. It's like like 315 days out of the year, she's yeah. super upset. Oh, yeah. Well, crazy upset. And you, then you when, run on the her. rainy days, though, she's good. Oh, yeah. Super happy. I mean, like, and not just like regular happy, but like super, super happy. Like in like awkward, <laughs> awkwardly happy. Like yeah, like first, almost yeah. too much. Like calm down a much. little bit there, yeah. Shirley. You know. Yep. It's I know a it's raining condition. and all, but you don't need to be weird about it. Yep. Absolutely. Right. And for a while, she lived in California, and she was just fucking <laughs> sad all the time. She would non-stop. Be sad. Yeah. She would be sad. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> the members <laughs> of Garbage, Shirley Manson, Duke Erickson, Steve Marker, Butch Vig got together in Palm Springs along with uh, longtime collaborator Billy Bush in oh. the summer of 2018. Sketch out the skeleton of the album over the past couple weeks. Then, to, or, or at that time, then took those demos, went their separate ways before connecting in LA to finish the record. Cool. So sounds like they all kind of worked on everything remotely, but they kind of met up in the beginning to get a kind of a game plan going on. Uh, so I like that kind of approach. That sounds cool. Oh yeah. Um, so it looks like a CD digital version coming out, and is is also going to be featuring cover songs. They're gonna have like bonus tracks, kind of a bonus album. Uh, with tracks by David Bowie, Patti Smith, and Bruce Springsteen. Oh, I like that. Along with rare garbage originals. That's cool. It also features some new voices with a bunch of guest artists on this, including um, appearances from the Screaming Females, Brody Daly, Brian Aubert, John Doe, and Exene Cervenka. Oh, yeah. Sure. I'm not sure who she is, but the album will be in record stores starting June 12th, part of Record Store Day Drops. And available in limited edition pink vinyl featuring alternate cover art. Nice. All right. We're bringing, bring, getting the band back together. That's cool. Yeah, very I like cool. That. I mean, Butch Vig, legendary producer, and also a really fucking awesome drummer. A lot of people don't know. I mean, he was the drummer in Garbage, and he was also a legendary producer that, uh, you know, put, put out amazing albums mm. uh, as well. Um, and he was kind of a double threat guy. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like he was. Very well known in the industry, still puts out amazing albums, but he's also a badass drummer, and he's always like this core garbage lineup has stayed through the, the since they've been together. Yeah, yeah. Kind of one of those rare '90s bands that's oh yeah, you know they've stuck together stuck and they put out still relevant, like interesting stuff. And that's I gotta cool. you know give them a tip to a tip of the hat to them because they they stay consistent there and they're uh, pretty pretty cool people. So good for them. How does how does he? managed to do all that like drum and produce um also with his loan shark business <laughs> with a name like butch vig butch vig right Butch. he vig. also has his own professional pool cue <laughs> got my got butch vig pool cue here it's signature <laughs> signature butch vig pool cue here you can use it for bashing somebody on the yeah. back if they don't pay on time yeah. or you can make that eight ball in the corner <laughs> pocket i don't i don't you know people ask me all this time you know Butch Vig, why why do you always talk in third person? Butch Vig, Butch Vig hates that question. Butch Vig don't have to answer that, all right? Where's my money? And screw Butch you, Vig buddy, huh? Screw you. <laughs> screw you. Butch Vig wants his money now. Who the, who the hell do you think you are, huh? Want this signature Butch Vig pool cue on the back of your skull there, buddy? All right. Oh, man, the guy's the hardest, are... hardest working man in the music <laughs> industry. is also a lone shark. Butch Vig. <laughs> 
It's a little known fact. Uh, so little that it's not actually a fact. But <laughs> all right, here we go. Let's move on. Metallica, James Hetfield playing virtual little kids rock benefit. This is really cool. Check it out, guys. Awesome. April 14th here coming up. Uh, what is that? About a week or so away. Yeah. Uh, James Hetfield along with amazing musician Yo-Yo Ma. If you've Whoa. never seen Yo-Yo Ma before, check him out. He's yeah. an amazing musician. Carlos Santana, Cindy Blackman Santana, Warren Haynes, Joe Sakata, T-Boz of TLC, Whoa. Todd Rundgren, Jack Black, and no. others. That's awesome. There's going to be a live auction and many other ways that you can support through the show. They're going to do like individual songs and performances and have like a memorabilia from them for up for auction. Nice. It's all for a good cause. It's all for kids to learn how to play music I oh mean, that's cool what a what a cool thing yeah right that's like what jack Bla- I, th- I believe it's jack black's charity little kids rock i'm not exactly sure on that but you can check it out littlekidsrock.org it's a non-profit transforms kids live by restoring expanding innovative music in our schools awesome and i think when jack black put out that movie oh school of rock yeah yeah i yeah. think he that was that. what tied into i think it's his uh charity that's that he, cool yeah and it's really, nicely done yeah. there's a lot of that going on right now on youtube like uh like kid kids groups covering like you know some awesome dude, songs I, dude it's blowing me away these young kids that are i mean i i'm sure it happens with every generation but maybe just we're since we're in the day and age of youtube and documenting everything you get you get to see these amazing like that young drummer girl that like reached out oh, to yeah. Tom Morello mm-hmm. and and uh, Dave Grohl. Yep, yep. And she's got you know like such amazing talent where she's playing all the instruments in the yeah. She's got what, Nandi I think is her name is and she's got like ten she's ten years old she plays all instruments. Yeah, yeah. It's she's just amazing. Awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. It blows my mind, dude. Uh, we we got a lot of good things on the horizon in the new generation. I think, guys. Uh, all right, coming up. We got some more info here uh, about Lollapalooza and Perry Farrell. We'll get to that in just a second. But real quick, uh, it seems like every week we have a new chapter in this, and we have to talk about it briefly at least because it is news. But it's just like, man, I really hope these guys start working this stuff out. Uh, But it's hitting the headlines every week. Soundgarden suing Vicky Cornell now. This week is what we're hearing that they're actually suing her because they claim that they are locked out of the social media accounts and the website. Uh, Their Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Vimeo, YouTube, all this stuff, right? They're saying um, that the band is asking a judge to order her, Vicky Cornell, to hand over the passwords so they can have access or include a final posting stating, quote, Soundgarden has temporarily suspended its social media accounts due to pending litigation, end quote. Oh, yeah. So they want something out there that lets the fans know that something's going on? Yeah. Or, I don't know, what do you think? Like, I I think that... Which way do you think... If you were the judge here and you could choose, say, okay, Soundgarden has a point here, you have to hand over the passwords to let them post, or you at least need to make a post saying something like this. Yeah. What do you think? It's it, unless unless it's a uh, unless there's something legally binding that states specifically that they can kind of own those Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat stuff. If they've got something there um, that they kind of they formed it together as a group and it was their band, the judge is just gonna go ahead and give it to them because right now it's kind of like it's weird. Digital ownership is very strange, and a lot of people. 
are, you know, a lot of people are kind of jumping on this kind of digital ownership kind of bandwagon, but right. if the, a judge would probably give it to them, I think a judge would probably give it to them, but it really does kind of suck because it's, it's like nonstop. They're like suing each other so much that I, and to me honestly i would say it's, that this probably wouldn't be worth it they just need to move on i know and that seems almost kind of like a petty thing i think yeah. the judge just needs to order something though like that statement i almost yeah. think it just needs to come to that put that statement out there pin it to the top close the account yeah i yeah i agree you yeah. know i don't know who should have control at this point you know to be honest because it seems just like a um a giant mess oh yeah it's a lot of bitterness going back and forth now they just need to stop just move on like tool had tool had that those legal issues uh, going on for years it was part of the reasons why they i mean they always take a long time to release an album right like five or six years in between albums but this this one took particularly long because they had all those legal issues and for for that time period, they basically just kind of like fell off the map on purpose. Right. Like it, there was, it, and I think right now Soundgarden just needs to do that with Vicky Cornell because she yeah, gets, she's pissed, they're pissed, just stop. I know, and it's like it needs to be happen happening in the background, and it seems like it's happening on the front lines of everything. Oh right yeah. Now and yeah. everybody's being very vocal about it, and it's almost like this should all just be being taken care of behind the scenes. But it seems like the two camps are at odds with with each other, and it's a really yeah, Me messy, sad situation, you know? Big time, big time. All right, well, hope they figure it out. We'll probably have another update next week. Who knows? Yep. Perry um, Farrell, everybody's favorite super weird, awesome <laughs> lead singer. I know. Jane's Addiction frontman Perry Farrell remains hopeful that Lollapalooza will return this summer. He says in a new interview, he says, quote, if we can all stay on course, get vaccinated, stay socially distanced and masked up, maybe, please God, maybe we'll get to Chicago in early August in one capacity or the other. If it's not a giant Lollapalooza, it might be a half capacity or no Lollapalooza, but I want there to be a Lollapalooza in some capacity pr so bad. He went on to say, but we can only respond to the people. If the people are getting it right and we're flattening out and we're going away from COVID infections, there's hope. I listened our president when he thinks july 4th could be the first time when we'll have a small celebration i'm going to say that my first small celebration will be in august and i want to have it in chicago no oh, cool so yeah he's right though i mean really in the, in the long run you guys uh, our audience if you guys have any issues with wearing masks and stuff like this you know i i get it but for for the rock for the music, I know. for the festival, so we can just, all start going to shows. Yep, just if not for it. anything else. Yeah, I mean, it's not a political thing. I don't think anybody's at that point, you know, right now. Yeah. I think we all just kind of want to go back to, you know, watching movies, going to restaurants, doing what we used to do uh, without having to worry about stuff. And if we can all wear some masks and get vaccinated, and it makes it faster, yep. what's the problem with that? Do it for the music, you know. Come on, people. All right, and some rock birthdays this week. Uh, some big ones. Eric Clapton. Oh. Turning 76 this week. All right. Graham Edge, the drummer from the Moody Blues, turning 80. Angus Young Ooh. from ACDC. Nice. A very evil age of 66. 66. Uh, yeah, pretty awesome there. John Barbata, drummer of Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson oh. Starship, turning 76. Nice. And also, I, I, it's not on here, but I have to add that... Um, one of Tommy Thayer's daughters is turning 47. The One of the unknown daughters what? What? that we haven't met yet, we haven't <laughs> yeah. heard about yet. We don't know about her yet. She's on an island. There. She's on an island somewhere in some, like, um, yeah. James Bond type of setting oh, where yeah. she's being held hostage. You know, with sharks is... and laser beams circling her. Oh yeah, that's that's exactly that's exactly what's going on. And just just to let everybody know, there's going to be a birthday from one of Tommy Thayer's daughters every day of the year. 
<laughs> he's got he has uh, now after after a couple of podcasts we've unveiled about three of them so far so he has 362 <laughs> other daughters a lot, a lot more to go a lot more to go yeah um all right so uh this week uh we also got Ooh. some trivia for music you here trivia. this week in music history trivia in 1977 guys go all the way back to 1977 here this album hits number one. These were all number one albums, by the way. Yes. At some time in 1977. I looked it up. Nice. To make it a little more challenging. Uh, but the what's in question here is this album's length on the chart. It stayed there for 31 weeks. Okay. When it hit the Ooh. number one spot this week in 1977. Was it A, Heroes by David Bowie? B, The Stranger by Billy Joel, or C, Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Um, what do you think, Charles? A, Heroes by David Bowie. B, The Stranger, Billy Joel. C, Rumors. all great albums. All great they albums. were all number one albums as well in 1977. You know what? I think. Okay, so I think that. Oh, okay. So if you were to scroll down, you would actually see D. Oh, and there's an extra the, choice. Yeah, that would that, that would be the album "This Coke Is Making My Ass Tingly" by a Coke-fueled David Crosby. And it's not, wow! And it's not even did by that David one Crosby. hit number one? <laughs> that one hit. That one was there for 31 weeks, and that's how long his Coke vendor was. Just, that's how long the Coke stayed crusted on his giant oh, Wilford Brimley mustache. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so that's the extra option there. Yep. So I'm gonna go with B, the stranger, Billy the stranger Joel. Stranger, yeah, Billy Joel. My, that was my second. I don't guess. know. I think you might be right with the the David Crosby one, but it's actually C. Oh, Rumors by Fleetwood okay. Mac. Well, it's a great album. It is a great album. This great album, album hit number one this week in 1977, stayed on the charts, and it stayed at the number one spot for 31 weeks, which nice. is pretty darn impressive. David Crosby's in there somewhere. <laughs> He's, he's in there somewhere. He's in there somewhere. He's in the background of that classic Fleetwood Mac photo of them all like yeah. looking like 1800 right. style. He's like in the background. You can see his little, just a little, just popping yeah. up with a with a little coke on the on the mustache. <laughs> yeah. They're just like kind of getting startled, <laughs> like a little muppet in the yeah. background. <laughs> all right, all right, guys, we got another one for you. Ooh, let's do a couple years earlier now, 1975. Okay, March 29th. 46 years ago on this date, this band became the first band to have six albums. Count them, six. Wow. All on the Billboard Top 200 album charts at the same time. Okay. Okay? So which band was it that that this year, 1975, back then they had just come out with a new album? Okay. Okay. So this one was up on the higher on the charts, but it was also the fact that they had six albums total on the Billboard 200 charts at the time. One of the only bands in history to ever do this. Huh. So was it A, The Rolling Stones, B, Led Zeppelin, or C, The Who? Hmm. All of them had albums at that time. All of them were charting. They all had multiple albums. They were all doing Hmm. well. This one's tough, though. This one had the most. This band had the most, and a lot of bands uh, never quite caught up to this feat. Well, I would say, okay, so I would say the Rolling Stones because they all look like they're like a Methuselah aged. Um, they do age they like do. a pi- like they're pickled in a jar. <laughs> they do. But I, I think Keith Richards <laughs> is pickled. And on the inside, it's just vinegar and uh, dill, dill weed and garlic. 
You can smell him. He's very pungent when he walks in the room. He's like, he's like an Egyptian. Well, that's the vinegar. Yeah, you can smell like the cumin and the coriander that they put yeah. in the jars. That's that they all. That's all his coming stomach. out. It's seeping through his pores at this point. <laughs> I okay. So I so I, I'm looking at this list. Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, The Who. Um, this band became the first band to have six albums in the Billboard Top 200 in 1975. So oh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the, with the Who. Base. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go going with the with Who. The who? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm gonna Let's go see you if Charles is correct. Mom. It was actually Ooh. Led Zeppelin. Led Ze- oh, I, oh, Check wow. this out, and here's the chart positions. Uh, Led Zeppelin Physical Graffiti was released on February 25th, 1975, oh, made wow. its debut on the Billboard chart at number three, which is pretty darn impressive. Nice. The highest first week chart position in Billboard history at that time, which was amazing. You know, oh, debut nice. at number three is like, holy shit. The next week, Physical Graffiti hit number one, March 22nd, 1975. For the Billboard Top 200 album chart debuted, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> dated March 29th, 1975, Physical Graffiti remained number one, while the following Led Zeppelin albums charted as follows. Number 83 was Led Zeppelin 4, 92 was Houses of the Holy, 104 was Led Zeppelin 2, 116 was Led Zeppelin 1, okay. and 124 was Led Zeppelin 3. Nice. One and of the only bands in history to achieve that. So out of all of the songs added up on all those albums, let's say maybe about 60 songs, let's say that 59 of them weren't original material. <laughs> <know>. Only <laughs> one was, was an original You know, I was song. talking with somebody on my <laughs> Twitch channel about that. He was from the UK, and we were, I was like, you know, you guys have a knack of like ripping off American music and kind of jazzing it up and polishing it up and and making it your own. He's like, whoa, that's kind of a dig. And I'm like, well, you know, if you look at Led Zeppelin's first couple albums there, they literally stole music from poor black musicians in the United States and made it like this flashy, you know, blues rock cutting edge song, right? Yeah, uh, and they didn't even give them a credit, a proper credit, and they had to get sued and taken to court, and they've been in court multiple times. Yeah, yeah they're yeah, one of the only yeah. bands out there that has been taken to court multiple times. You don't see bands like I don't know, Nirvana or yeah. uh, any of those, you know, kind of like original. Even though whatever, they may not be your cup of tea, but they're original. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Led Zeppelin. The more, the older I get, the kind of more curmudgeony uh, kind of look I have on that. Yeah. Oh that yeah. They, you know, I much, I much rather have respect for bands like I don't know, Pink Floyd or bands that just didn't straight up rip off. Yeah. Blues music from people, you know. Yeah, it's so sad because <laughs> to know that they're such an iconic band and their music is just so awesome, and then just to find out, you know, I found out yeah, later was, in life a, that this was. Yeah, it was a big bummer, dude. It was a big bummer. And I got to say, one of the worst live shows I ever saw, too. No way. Was Robert Plant and the Strange Sensation. Oh, wow. It was in Oakland, and I could not believe what I was seeing. It was like he was ripping off Led Zeppelin in a bad way. It was like, because here's the deal. Robert Plant owns the rights to the lyrics. Jimmy Page owns the rights to the music. Oh, wow. So Robert Plant can go play Led Zeppelin songs, but the music's different. And it's like... Oh, yeah, just a little bit. It's like, it's like this weird, slightly different yeah. music. And you're like, wait a minute. What the fuck is this? <laughs> That's Robert Plant up there, and he's playing like with a bad cover band. Yeah. And he's singing the lyrics, and they're all like out of time and like slower <laughs> and weirder. And I'm like, like the William this is Shatner horrible. version of uh, Led Zeppelin. I could not believe it, dude. Yeah. I came back from college and I saw that Robert Plant show, 
It must have been 2006 in Oakland or whatever. Yeah. And I was so fucking jazzed up to see that show. I could not wait to see it. And I just, I, I was like fucking, I remember sitting there for the first like four or five songs. Like I'm going to get, it's going to get better. Yeah. There's something, something's coming. Something's going to happen. And there was people that were leaving. Oh, in, no way. In front of me, like a couple rows in front of me, they just got up and left. Yeah. And out in the, the parking lot, I remember the scene was really cool. All these people were like, oh, yeah, Led Zeppelin this, Led Zeppelin that, right? And then when we got into the show, it was nothing like that. Yeah. It was like people were, like, confused. Yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. It was yeah. so strange. It was like, oh, my God, I'll never forget that. It's it's almost like if you go see one of your favorite uh, artists live and they're, like, completely smashed. Total disappointment. And just put up, like, and it's and you're just so – It yeah, ruins it. It's it, so it sad. Ruins, it ruins – I had all this, like, childhood admiration and – in your mind admiration for that band you know yeah. and then you see one of the members doing this half-assed like off-tempo weird riff version of the music yeah like, like the what the fuck fighters. is this like you feel insulted like yeah. i was like i spent good money on this show you know yeah anyway, oh yeah i didn't mean to go off on a tangent no no it's a good show to like it pissed on. me off it really did and led zeppelin like i don't know man they're one of those bands that i think genuinely piss people off with that kind of approach to their music yeah that with that whole page and plant tour and they X'd out John Paul Jones out of it. Yeah. Like why the, why the fuck would they do that? Like yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't make sense, you know? And there's just a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense with what they do and their approach. And I think just people, I don't know, fans and non fans both hate them for that. You know, uh, you know, it's that, a weird thing. That so reminds me. I, I work with this dude, and and he's really into to music festivals and, and concerts and stuff. He does. He he goes. He's a lot like you. Like he goes to these shows all the time. And he was telling right. me one time he went to see the Smashing Pumpkins, but it wasn't just for the Smashing Pumpkins. It was for like <laughs> this band that opened up for the Smashing Pumpkins that he really liked too. Okay. It just happened that Smashing Pumpkins was headlining, but it was like a perfect kind of thing. Sure. Well, I guess it turned out that William Billy Corrigan decided about an hour before the show to cancel the opening band oh wow and just play through the entire like the entire album like all together and <laughs> oh, then they they, they didn't even i guess they didn't discuss it with the audience or anything they basically just they decided to boot the band to the curb the opening act and like wow. he said he said when that happened it was like no matter what they music they made he just he couldn't and he was a smashing pumpkins fan he just couldn't get into it, it was yeah just, and it, there, there seems to be those moments where you realize that dude's a douchebag or that I can't agree with that or that was really fucked up or yeah. whatever. Like what yeah. you're saying, and you can't get past that as a music fan. Yeah. And it's totally understandable because that's what happens with that kind of stuff. Like we put them on this pedestal and we watch them on TV and we treat them like they're these like, oh, yeah, whatever, right? And then we see them we're like, wait a minute, you're just kind of a fucked up kind of alcoholic weirdo or something, <laughs> like right? Marilyn like Manson, yeah. yeah, like Marilyn Manson or any <laughs> yeah. of that kind of stuff. You see it and you're like, that's not cool. Yeah. You know? Oh, my God. I paid money for this show. Anyway. Um, all right, guys. Let's move on to some movie TV entertainment news. Right. Uh, we got a couple stories finishing up tonight. Uh, the new episode of SNL, apparently, this past Saturday had St. Vincent on there. Okay. I got to watch it on demand. I didn't check it out. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday, and I didn't see it last night. So, But apparently, the new single, Melting of the Sun, is available now because her new album uh, just dropped as a surprise uh, on April 3rd. Okay. So it's called Daddy's Home. Or excuse me, the track was a single that was dropped as a surprise. Oh. 
Four, uh, four, three, two, one. Yeah, it, right. That's yeah. that's pretty April clever. 3rd. And then the new album's coming out actually May fourteenth. So oh. there you go for all Saint right. Vin- Saint Vincent fans. Um, all right, so new. Okay, so there's this Thunder Force movie on soundtrack that has Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer, and it premiered uh, was well, premiering this Friday on Netflix, April 9th. And it's got a star-studded musical soundtrack collaboration here, including Slayer's Dave Lombardo on the Ooh. drums, uh, Lizzie Hale, Corey Taylor, and Anthrax's Scott Ian. Wow. They're the co-writers on the title track and lead single from this Netflix upcoming superhero comedy called Thunder Force. Oh, nice. So there you go. It's coming out April 9th with Melissa McCarthy and more and a bunch of cool rockers on oh, it. Oh, dope. Uh, so check it out. I saw, I think it was Corey Taylor. I saw somebody do a cover of, uh, it was like an Alice in Chains mm. um, tribute, and they did Man in the Box. Mm. It was like a bunch of people, f- collabs from other um Man, that's such a good bands. track. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was pretty dope. God, I love Alice in Chains. Oh, yeah, big time. Um, all right, check this out. This is kind of a cool new video series that the guys from The Offspring, apparently they're getting bored. I think that I think the quor- the quarantine's getting to them because they have a new video series. It's called How to with the Offspring. Oh wow! Where the band share a quote vast amount of useless knowledge with their fans. Oh nice quote. So how, how to sing in one note? <laughs> right. Is that it? How to sing in one that, note? That one's coming up, yeah. Charles. You need to request that video because I'm sure. During the first episode, though, they have a first episode. It's Brian Dexter Holland and guitarist Kevin Noodles Wasserman taught their fran- fans how to surf. So apparently okay. they're big surfers, and they say, quote, see, we've accumulated a certain amount of useless knowledge over the years about stuff we like to share with you. Let's just say that in these videos, we're going to show you how to do a bunch of stuff that, well, you don't really know how to do. You don't really know how to do. So end quote there. Nice. Uh, so check it out. Got Offspring's useless knowledge, how to with the Offspring if you want to learn how to surf. Uh, so there you go. There we go. Netflix grabbing some Knives Out sequels. Ooh, good movie. Look at this, though. $450 million Ooh. for the rights to Knives Out 2 and 3. Oh, my God. If Okay, so if you guys have ever seen Knives Out, it, you okay, so you ha- first of all, if, you, if you've seen Knives Out and you really appreciate it, go back and watch, um, watch the movie Clue. Uh, right. That, 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 it's that, ba- basically kind of yeah. a twist, kind of cooler version yeah. of that. It's it's pretty awesome. Updated. It, yeah. Please go check this movie out. And I hope. Keep, yeah. Here's the thing. I hope these, you know, we always have like the first season, Stranger Things, fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Season two and even season three. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. 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 I didn't even watch season three. Season two I didn't like, finish eh, season three. Yeah. I got to be honest. That yeah. whole like 80s mall thing that they had going on. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was kind of clever in a way with the Russian stuff that was kind of cool. But I'm like, I just, I lost interest. Yeah. And I don't know. It seems like a lot of these shows and movies should be almost left to just be, like, Knives yeah. Out could have just been a cool movie. That's true. That could have stood on its own as kind of a cult classic, right? Yeah. Now they're going to do Knives Out 2 and Knives Out 3. And it's gonna be like by the by the time you get to the third one, yeah, it better be fucking clever what you do in Knives Out oh, yeah, Two, yeah, 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 to yeah. be able to set that up, set that up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, I, I don't know. I ha- I think like great, they they great. pimp they pimp out these these movies sometimes like beyond what they should be. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh to yeah, yeah. Try and maximize them. I don't right. know. But I will go see Need for Speed 17. Yeah. In Fast and the Furious 25. You know, I've never seen any. I've never seen any. What's up, babe? Come on in. Oh. Oh, oh. for what? 
it's a uh, it's a marijuana cigarette. No, the cancer causing ones. I would. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they're all smoking marijuana cigarettes. Reefers. Um. I, you know what? I think you're absolutely right. I, I think, you know, for um my... Fa- okay, so fans, my all-time favorite movie, if you're wondering, because you're all wondering, right? My all-time favorite Edge movie... Edge of our seat. Yep, is <laughs> The Last Dragon. Many people know that this is my all-time favorite movie. You know, Shonuff, Bruce Leroy, just a, a crazy good movie. And, um, and they were going to make right. a sequel a couple of years ago. Or not a sequel. They were going to recreate it, and they were going to have Samuel L. Jackson as Shonuff. And I was like, as much as I love Samuel L. because he's awesome, I was like, please no, please don't just, do it. It's just a standalone leave it alone. movie. It's so good as right? it is. Just yeah, no, don't remake the Goonies. Don't don't remake the Last Dragon. Like, and they will. They're things. already going to. I think oh, they yeah. are going to do the Goonies actually, and some other ones. Oh. It's like just leave them the fuck alone. Yeah. Why do we have to remake everything? Yep. You know, I don't like that. But, Remaster yeah. it. Make it good to watch again, but yeah. don't. You know, restore it, put it in 4K, 8K, yeah. make the color nice, you know, re- redo the soundtrack, but leave the film, some of these films alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's remaking, like, I don't know, like... Sweeney Todd, Cid- too. Cid- yeah, or like Citizen Kane, re- redo yeah. <laughs> 2022, you know? Citizen Kane, the sequel? Yeah. That's good. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, we're not gonna... <laughs> I don't think certain movies, like, um, I don't know... There's a lot of standalone movies out there that just shouldn't be... Yeah, we don't need to go down that path. But anyway, leave them alone. Stop it. Uh, Weekly WTF. Pizza Hut to add the Hut Lane at redesigned restaurants for pickup of digital orders. So, (laughs) it's it's basically a Pizza Hut drive-thru. It's called the Hut Lane. And uh, it, it allows customers to pick up orders placed in advance with the Pizza Hut app. Patrons can later pull up to the window and grab the order without ever having to leave their car. Okay. So that's kind of cool. You know, different option in the pizza world that's never been, I don't think, done before. No, you know, um, uh, actually, I go get um, Domino's pizza from their drive-through in um, Atwater all the time. They have a drive-through. Yeah, and it's great. It's nice. you order your pizza in advance, and you it's See, limited interaction. It's d- awesome. Do- Domino's is ahead of the curve, I think. Yeah, pizza it's behind the times. Yeah, right. Um, they also have a new drive-through like gourmet pizza place in Turlock, California. For ah. those of you who are familiar with Turlock, California. And they also have one in Los Banos, California, for those of you who are unfamiliar with California. <laughs> so, but two drive-through yeah, pizza places. And they're both uh, like the kind of the, the wood-burning kind of, you know, awesome See, they're smart. They're, they're, those are small local businesses that are yeah. seeing the trends and seeing what people want. Yeah. And then Pizza Hut's playing catch-up. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, okay, well, we need to do that. The Hut Lane. Yeah, the let's do that. Lane. Yeah, let's, let's get that at least, uh, you know, so we can be relevant. Yeah. They're, they are one of those businesses that are having a tough time, like, adapting, it seems like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems are. like a lot of uh, fast food restaurants have kind of, like, caught up to the times, especially Domino's, I got to say. Yeah. They're, they're very funny, cutting edge, like, they stepped it up, you know. Oh, yeah. Pizza, it's, it's like, who the fuck, you know, I don't know. They're one of those, like, old fuddy-duddy, old-fashioned. Oh, yeah. T- still, to me, as even just an older person myself, Yeah. you know, being nearly 40, I'm like, what are you doing, Pizza yeah. Hut? Same old recipes. Same old same shit. Old everything. Shit. It's just like predictable, funky. Like yeah. So I don't know, it's like the McDonald's of pizza. No, it is. It's exactly it. The McDonald's and McDonald's of pizza. is bare is another good example of they're barely stepping it up. Yeah, they're barely figuring it out. Yeah, like right now, like barely getting decent quality ingredients. Trying to actually take the extra time and and you know whatever and make their food a little bit more expensive to where yeah. it's not just straight garbage. Yeah, exactly. But 
it's like, dude, it's it's kind of too late almost. I feel like they were. I think people are saved. moving on. I think they were single-handedly saved by by Rick and Morty season two. Oh, with the Szechuan yeah, sauce. I think, I think McDonald's was going. Dude, I remember way. that. That yeah. was a big deal. Yeah, uh, that was a huge. Uh, my friend at the time that was telling me, he's like, dude, you hear about that Rick and Morty Szechuan sauce is coming out McDonald's? I'm like, no, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? It was a good episode. He, he's too. like, no, dude, you got to look it up. It's uh, based on this episode, right? And they do this whole thing. I'm like. Okay, and I check it out. I'm like looking it up. I'm like, wow. Okay, that's kind of yeah. cool, right? Yeah. And then I see the McDonald's kind of capitalizing. I'm like, wow, that's kind of cool. McDonald's to actually have the foresight and kind of, you know, yeah, they got smart for yeah. about for about three months, right? And then and then they didn't supply it everyone. And with then the it, yeah, and then it, like it turned out to be a huge disaster <laughs> yeah. because everybody wanted it and they're selling yeah. these little Szechuan sauces for like twenty dollars on ebay oh yeah well you know who's in it to win it right now with rick and morty and particularly dolt swim is um two two uh, two big kind of businesses that know know exactly where to go and that's a uh, levi's and wendy's really are, those are both not big sponsors of adult swim and um and specifically rick and morty good for so them you know cool. those it sounds like some companies that are trying to be savvy and being uh because adult swim is very kind of dark humor cutting edge oh yeah underground it's not like mainstream at all so if, when companies kind of make big campaigns on there, you got to pay attention that they the people in their PR department and their um, you know their media department they know what's going on and what they got their pulse yeah. on what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I like that kind of stuff. Speaking of that, people actually having the pulse on what's going on in the world. Uh, New York finally becoming the uh, last, well, the latest state to legalize recreational use of marijuana on March 31st. Nicely. Uh, Done. Pretty awesome. And here's the thing, though. New York's new law allows marijuana smoking in public, including on sidewalks. It's huh. not, it's not allowed, however, in places where cigarette smoking rules apply, such as New York City banning smoking in parks and on beaches. Yeah. Local governments can also pla- pass tougher laws on marijuana rules as long as they don't, quote, essentially prohibit lawful use. So... Mm. 15 other states have legalized recreational use, but New York's new law will be the first one that has marijuana smoking in public, including on sidewalks. What do you think about that? Well, you know what? So I I have I'm I'm all for legalization of marijuana. I am like 100%, but the one the, I, the that's the only thing I don't really like about that. I actually I'm not a fan of cigarette smoke on Me sidewalks either. or in places. I hate places. it. I fucking hate it. Yeah, and I, this is coming from somebody who used to smoke. I actually I actually quit smoking completely when I was about 37, 36. Right. I was 36 when I just, cigarettes? When I just said, yeah, cigarettes. Right. Because you remember when we used to go to the festivals and stuff, I would still smoke. Yeah, you'd like, sneak away and have your smokes and yeah, stuff. I yeah. remember. And it, and it wasn't like, and I didn't smoke at work. I, I barely smoked unless I was out and about with people. And it, and it got to a point where I was only going through like a pack, like maybe a pack a month. Right. And I was like, why am I even doing this anymore? And I just stopped. And I noticed <laughs> that after years of smoking, I noticed that the smell is super gross. So it's like super bad. Yeah. If I'm like at some par, if I'm at some barbecue or something, like smoke, no big deal. But, but it's crazy how you don't realize how bad it smells oh, when yeah. you're a smoker. Oh yeah, big time. Like yeah. you don't realize the pungency and the kind of like triggering smell. Yeah. That that it that it is. So I kind of get the the approach here with the way people feel about marijuana. Yeah, 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 yeah. As some I as I like get it. older, I understand like. There may be a triggering or kind of like nauseating effect that a huge cloud of marijuana smoke yeah. hitting someone the same as a huge cloud of cigarette smoke. 
Well, oh, you know what I just thought of this too is uh, you know a lot of these um, because it's still illegal federally, it's still illegal. There's right. yeah. still a lot I of know. businesses that drug test and marijuana is like the big thing that they drug test for. Imagine somebody with high anxiety that's like walking down the street and somebody like lights, um, somebody lights a joint or you know smoking a bowl or whatever, and they're like, oh my god, I just got this marijuana smoke in my lungs. Right. I'm gonna freak. You know, even yeah, though we know if, that it's not gonna happen. What if somebody say is like at a show and someone's smoking a huge ass joint all yeah. night long at the concert? And they're sitting there inhaling that smoke, and then yeah. they got a drug test tomorrow. Yep, yeah. And they feel like super paranoid now that they could get contact high. Oh yeah. It could be be in their bloodstream, in their urine, in their hair. Yeah. Right. They come home smelling their clothes smell like it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and I get that. I yeah. get that. I, I mean, we we're not like that. We we could really give a shit. So smoking, I, I I almost as a pot smoker, but, I kind of feel like almost that's kind of not way to do it yeah 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 to allow that's it on like it. that's yep. like saying you can drink on the streets yeah that's like saying you can have a 40 on the sidewalk yeah oh and yeah I, and i don't really like that at all no i don't, no, I don't yeah. like that because it leads to like i don't know just shitty culture there's a place for everything yeah there's a place like for go everything. inside with that shit don't yeah. why smoke your joints on the sidewalk of a place but i get it maybe because new york is a different type of uh city yeah that like if you live in an apartment there's nowhere really to go. Like, you're going out down in front of your apartment, right? Yeah. And it's nothing but sidewalks. Yeah. For blocks. Where are you going to go to smoke your joint yeah. if you don't smoke inside your house? Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. What you, what, where are you going to go? So I kind of get that approach, too. Like, I mean, what are they going to do? Right? Yeah. Like, say you're a, a dad. You got a family. And say put yourself in a New York apartment setting. Yeah. Right? And you got a family. You just want to go out at night say around nine o'clock at night and smoke your joint by yourself mm -hmm. your kids are inside sleeping right you're not harming anybody yeah and you're out in front of the uh apartment complex entrance yeah on a sidewalk just smoking a joint well you know what maybe do it you know what you know what do it like we did it as teenagers which when now that i think about it like that was probably the funnest time to actually do it like behind a dumpster somewhere <laughs> right. or like but behind see, some bushes you have to feel like <laughs> you're like some fucking scandalous drug <laughs> drug user right like oh, i'm smoking yeah. this joint behind this dumpster you know yeah i'm getting my fix but it's so the high was so much more enjoyable <laughs> it was, when it was for what it was, it was more skin. intense right yeah <laughs> like how many people oh. have like really chilled out on like their pot smoking habits since it became legal you know and they're just like uh, I don't know if I want to do it anymore. That's it's such a good point, fun. too. I don't know. It's <laughs> tough. I get it. People on the East Coast, you know, uh, we're, we're sitting here on the West Coast, and we have big yards in the front and outdoor spaces here, and you're not next to everybody living on top of each other. So yeah. it's a different thing. And it's maybe it's meant for each jurisdiction. So if it's working for them and it's not bothering people, but at the same time, I can see how that would be a problem. Oh, you yeah. Know? yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. it, that's a tough thing. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. Um, check this out. This was a funny story. So a man uh, from the UK, Michael Hubank, lives in England, decided to check out his neighbor's real estate listing. So like his neighbor's house went up for sale. He's like, oh, yeah, we could check out, finally see the inside of the neighbor's house. You know how you're curious yeah. when you're a neighbor, right? And so he's like, okay, he's looking on this website. It's called Zoopla. He was shocked, though, when he saw his pet cat, Freddy, lying on the neighbor's bed in one of the listing photos. Oh, yeah. He shared his discovery on Twitter. People loved it. Metro reports Hubank told them, quote, I tweeted it because I was gobsmacked how comfortable the bloody cat looked. He also added that he was later shocked to find his post went viral. But I saw the photo, and the cat's, like, doing this stretch, 
He's like just totally at home. Like oh yeah. The cat's doing this little stretch on the bed. It was one of the last photos of the house. Yeah. And there was just a cat on the bed, and he's like, "Wait a minute, that's my this fucking like, cat." <laughs> no, he's living a double life There's in this no fucking loyalty. neighbor's house. <laughs> like, you know, like that's so funny. Oh, cats. And we think that 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 happens with our cat all the time. Like he's like going over to our neighbor's house all the time, and it's like, "What are you doing? You're yeah. like living a double life. It's crazy." Oh, big time. Those cats. The shared man. cat. All right, check this out. Some good news, guys. This is the last story of the week. 42% on this new poll plan on having a huge party once pandemic is over. A new poll found that 42% of Americans here plan to throw a biggest party of their entire lives once officials declare the pandemic is over. Oh, okay. One third plan to say yes to every invitation they get for the following year, even ones they've turned down in the past, like weddings, baby showers, bachelor, bachelorette parties. Okay. Additionally, just over one quarter, 26% plan on redoing their 2020 birthday since they weren't able to celebrate. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. But that doesn't mean some people aren't a little anxious about socializing again of those surveyed 30 Four percent, on the other hand, feel they become more awkward due to being isolated over the past year. Yeah, yeah, and I feel that. Thirty-eight percent worry about not being able to make small talk when it's safe to get together and with others again. So, you know what? Do I, you find that? What, what do you think no. about all these numbers and this whole idea? So, first of all, question: Do you feel excited about having a, a party, and do you want to throw like one of the biggest parties ever soon when everybody's ready? Or and two. Do you feel like the party dynamic has changed and maybe your own personal approach to how you interact at parties is going to be different? You know, I'm so so I'm going to say that it's weird. I'm like I'm like a social butterfly and I'm like kind of everywhere and I I noticed it's so weird. I've noticed since this pandemic started, I'm good. I noticed uh, that how much of an introvert I actually was, like right. how much I actually kind of enjoyed. Like I actually, it's so weird. I would never have thought this. Cause I, by the way, I'm not self-conscious in any way. I'm, I, it, I could literally give a shit. Like it just doesn't matter to me. But for whatever reason, I really thoroughly enjoy wearing a mask and a hoodie going into a store and just being completely incognito. I know, it I, is kind of cool. Yeah, I like I kind of like yeah. this whole thing that we're at right now yeah, with this whole too. like privacy respecting people's privacy and space. Yeah, big time. And then and you're not like you don't feel so bad, you know, when people are like, "Hey, do you want to come over to our baby shower?" and you're like, "Damn, you know, I, I just I was looking forward to like having a Saturday off where I just did nothing." You don't feel bad because you're just like, <laughs> right. oh, "I'm sorry, there's a global pandemic." Like <laughs> You don't feel bad, right? So it's been it's been actually kind of nice, and uh, you know I've got like a you know I, I realize that I, I thoroughly enjoy working because I work like 60, 70. You are a hardworking dude. Yeah, and so on the weekends it's like that's your time. Yeah, and now you have you know you've had an excuse for the past like year and a half of yeah. like leave me alone. This yeah. is my time. I'm looking forward to going to shows again when I, you know, when I can. That's but you're going to be, gonna be, be I, I would think that we're going to be more selective, right? Oh, big time. I'm not yeah, going to be 100%. going to every show just because I got yeah. a free ticket for it. Yeah. You know, I say that from a point of privilege. People are like, what are you even talking about? Free tickets for shows. Well, I work in radio, so I get a bunch of shows and people know me, especially my small circle of friends that I pretty much like to go. When I get a free ticket for a show, I'm like, I'll find somebody that's into that type of music. Yeah. They're like, hey, you want to check it out? Let's go to a show, right? Yeah. I think I'm going to be a lot more selective with that mentality yeah. now. I'm not going to be going to every show. I'm not going to be wanting to go out in a small group of people at some fucking shitty small club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, for If it's not worth it to me Yeah. to see that band that I want to see, if it's some band that I could 
maybe see an, uh, again in a mil, uh, you know, a couple times. Yeah. Maybe some band that's just starting out and it's like, so what if I don't see them? I think I'm going to take into consideration too and prioritize some of these older bands. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you if go. If I see a band nice. like Fleetwood Mac that's, you know, I remember reading an article about it. They're, they're saying, you know, when all this settles down, I didn't even know if we're going to make it on the road. Yeah. They're like, we're comfortable doing this now. We're yeah, kind of, yeah, we yeah. like chilling out. Yeah. And a band like Fleetwood Mac, they're kind of like, we don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. We absolutely. don't want to go on the road if we got to do all this shit, right? Yeah. So it's like these older bands, I'm going to prioritize them over the newer bands in terms of going to see them live because I have a feeling a lot of them aren't going to want to do this anymore. That you makes know? sense. That and makes sense, Chris. Can't do it, you know? Yep, absolutely. Um, so anyway, you know, that's that's the way it is for the shows and stuff. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but think about it because it's definitely going to be something that we're going to be thinking about over the next year or so as things start to open up. Mm-hmm. We're not judging, by the way. You guys can throw a no, big party. Yep, of course. Do it, do it, it. safely, though. Yep, do it if, safely. If you're not exactly. vaccinated, wear some masks. Wear condoms. <laughs> wear a co- <laughs> condom and a mask. Be ultra safe. Put your mask in a condom and wear that. But yeah, just it's your called <laughs> put your mask in a condom and vice versa. And just be safe out there. You and know, follow wear, us on Instagram. Wear Facebook, non- non-latex Twitter, gloves. Instagram. At Rock News Weekly. We'll see you guys next week. Rocknewsweekly.com. Have a good one, guys. Peace. Peace.